Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Two Minute Warning. This is the high-paced American football podcast in which the time is in short supply, but the opinions are not. It's week nine in the NFL, or at least uh, we're about to get into the bulk of week nine in the NFL, and it's our 60th episode of the podcast. Welcome on in. I'm Jez, joined as always by Tomorrow Matt. How you doing? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm very well, very well. A little, uh, <laughs> a little tired and, uh, and and run down after streaming for 12 hours yesterday. But other than that, I'm, I'm, I'm doing very well. Uh, do you That's want to explain? To I'm not sure we've ever explained the, uh, the Tomorrow Matt thing. I call you it every now and again on this show, but yeah, uh, do. I don't think we've ever actually explained it. Do you want to explain Tomorrow Matt? I, yeah, let's, let's go for it. Well, my understanding of Tomorrow Matt is the fact that um, so my uh, my my Twitch username is uh, 2MW underscore Matt, if you want to follow me. I don't do a hell of a lot. I haven't done a lot in a long time, but I occasionally stream um, Xbox games. I've got a new Xbox, by the way, but that's for a different show. Um, and I do, do did a little bit of Twitch streaming. Um, and I think on one of the shows, one of your shows, or possibly a show with always be chatting um i think he called me tomorrow matt and a couple of um twitch people streaming have called me tomorrow matt so that's my understanding of tomorrow matt yeah i suppose if you don't know that 2mw is an acronym for you know two minute warning as as is above our heads here then yeah it's a common slang term for tomorrow isn't it so it is yeah yeah. so yeah I'm, i'm matt from the future yeah, well, so I already uh, know the NF who's going to win, and that's why you know I'm behind. Well, we'll see if I'm still behind in the predictions. I was going to say it hasn't helped your predicting in any way. Being from yeah, the future, no. you think you think it would help a little bit. Maybe you're just hustling yeah. me. Maybe you are. Maybe, uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe towards the end of the season, you'll you'll pull out a, th- a few perfect like sixteen and zero records and uh, yeah, yeah, and come back from the. Uh, from the brink, as it were, but yeah, Absolutely. we will we will get into uh, the current state of our predictions a little bit later. Welcome in everybody that is joining us on uh, Twitch, on Facebook, on YouTube, or even if you're listening later or watching later, you're very welcome here. Let us begin with a little bit of uh, news from around the NFL. Uh, we don't tend to deep dive into the the news too much on these pregame shows, but this week. It's been a, a very busy news week, so uh, I think it's it's necessary that we, we talk for a little bit about what's going on. So take it away. Yeah, and it's, it's a bit of um, horrible news to start our show, and it involves the now former uh, Las Vegas Raiders wide receiver Henry Ruggs III. Um, he was involved in a car accident this week that led to the death of a 23-year-old woman and her dog in the car. Ruggs was twice over Nevada's legal um, alcohol limit uh, when he was arrested and was reportedly driving at 156 miles per hour before the crash. Horrible, horrible, horrible uh, thing to happen to anybody. City, city boy on his um, bye week. Uh, And now, uh, well, we'll get into my opinion, but we'll discuss it. Let's put two minutes on the clock. Yeah, I think you did. You did sum it up there, silly, silly boy. And I don't know whether the uh, the timing's deliberate there, Jaeger, with your your clown emojis in the chat. But yeah, absolute clown. I just don't understand. I don't understand drink driving anyway. Okay, uh, it's something that I I just don't get. If you want to go out and have a drink, uh, then then go out and have a drink. Got a mo only mode. That's why. I see. People are spamming that because the only mode is on. There you go. Nope. Disabled. Sorry, turned it off. There you go. Sorry. Wasting time. Uh, Yeah. What a clown. I don't understand why you wouldn't, especially in his situation, go out there and uh, and just get an Uber or some other thing like that. He had his girlfriend in the car with him, so I would suggest he was probably trying to show off to his girlfriend. Well, joke's on him. Not only is he going to be prosecuted for uh, killing this poor 23-year-old woman uh, in what was actually an inferno, horribly, 
but he also, um, I think, broke his girlfriend's arm and will be prosecuted for, uh, for assaulting her as well. So the book is being thrown at Henry Ruggs, quite rightfully so. What do you think? Well, uh, news stories that have come from this, he's looking at 46 years in jail uh, after prosecution. Um, this is one that uh, he certainly won't get off the hook for uh, with the league. Uh, I think they frown quite heavily upon DUI, driving under the influence, mm -hmm. uh, not just in, in the States, uh, but in the league as well. He's gone and ruined the rest of his life. Uh, he has no football career left. Uh, I don't think he'll even be able to pay his way or get somebody to pay his way out of this prosecution. So, jail time for that boy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's plenty of things that NFL players tend to get away with, uh, mm -hmm. legality-wise, but I don't, I don't see him worming his way out of this one. Uh, and, and rightfully so. Mm. The book needs to be thrown at him. Yes. Um, and in in less serious, but not by much news, uh, and in a massive case of I told you so, the world learned what a crazy a-hole Aaron Rodgers was this week. After testing positive for COVID-19 and being ruled out of the Packers game against the Chiefs this evening, it was revealed that Rodgers had not actually been vaccinated against COVID-19, as the Packers had suggested he had, as Aaron Rodgers had suggested he had. Um, Rodgers further revealed his colours in an interview with Pat McAfee on Friday, in which he said that he was, quote, in the crosshairs of the woke mob right now, and that he didn't get the vaccine because he was allergic to a common ingredient in all of the vaccines, despite the fact that there is no common ingredient in all of the vaccines. Uh, he also said that he consulted Joe Rogan about not being vaccinated, so that makes up for everything, right? Joe Rogan's the authority on, on COVID-19. Two minutes on the clock. Hey, guy. Um, yeah, it's, you know, there's obviously been a, a lot of press regarding uh, COVID vaccines, not just in the States, but globally. Um, it affects everybody. It doesn't matter uh, where you come from, how much you earn, etc., etc. Um the fact that he's gone around saying that we had it beforehand, um, he'd had the vaccine beforehand, well, then why lie? Um, yeah, he, he just deserves to not be on that Green Bay Packers team right now. And I think an example needs to be made of, of uh, what was last season's MVP. Um, either have the vaccine or do something else. What do you think? Yeah, 100% agree. And the thing that is worst about it is that he he lied about it. The mm. question he was he was asked directly uh, whether he had had the vaccine by press in a press conference uh, during the summer in the preseason, and he replied that he he had he had been immunized. Was the, his exact wording. Now, what he meant by that in answering that question, was that he had been doing some kind of experimental treatment involving increasing your immune system and building up antibodies towards the virus without actually being vaccinated. So he, he answered, when he said, I have been immunised, that was him telling the truth there. But that was also not the question. The question was, have you been vaccinated? The NFL criteria is that you are vaccinated to not do a plethora of things without a mask. Uh, and he's been doing press conferences and all sorts without a mask, even though that was completely against the rules. Throw the book at him. Throw the book at the Packers for uh, being complicit in it and, and not you know, disciplining him. And I think the NFL needs to take a look at themselves as well and realise that they, they've made an error here in, in not following up and keeping up with what's going on with their players. Through that book at him. <laughs> Go and buy a hardback copy of Brett Favre's autobiography and throw that at Aaron Rodgers as hard as you can. Yes. That's what yes. I've been suggesting this week. Absolutely. Why not? <laughs> um, we continue with uh, a little bit of more news, um, although it's not as 
<clears throat> serious. Yeah, we're, um, we're back on the the actual football related news now. We're back on real football stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so after failing or not really trying to find a trade destination for wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr., the Cleveland Browns reached an agreement to void the remainder of his contract and release the disgruntled player. And that's this week uh, just gone. Um, OBJ will be eligible to be claimed on waivers on Tuesday. What do we think of this whole story and where do you think he'll land? Uh, Jaeger asked, not footballers being idiots. Well, there is some idiocy here in that you know, yes. one of the best best wide receivers uh, in the world couldn't make it work with a, a very good football team in the Cleveland Browns. So there is some idiocy there. Not quite the same level as we've heard of already. But it's sad. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm disappointed that it didn't work out with, with Cleveland. Um, where he lands is a very interesting question because he hasn't just been flat out released. Uh, it's not just a case of anyone can sign him and they can put a new contract to him and everything's happy. They voided the last two years of his contract, but as he hits waivers on Tuesday, a whoever signs him will only be signing him for this season and will be responsible for the $7 million that's left on his contract. So for me, that tells me that a team that is wanting to win now, is Super Bowl ready now, will be the team that picks him up. Because if you aren't Super Bowl ready, there's not a huge amount of benefit in picking up a player of this caliber, paying him the $7 million, and then not really doing anything with him. He goes on somewhere else next year, and you've you've gained nothing by it. Uh, so my biggest candidate, based on cap space and where they land in the waivers, is the Seattle Seahawks. They're ninth in the waiver order, with some very losing teams uh, above them. Uh, in the waiver order. Seahawks have got 12 million in cap space. They're going to get Russell Wilson back soon. Uh, they're not doing too terribly without him, so they can still come in and uh, take the crown in the NFC West, perhaps, depending on what the Cardinals do. Uh, so yeah, Seattle Seahawks are my pick. I'm going to call my timeout so that A, you have two minutes, but also to say uh, that it would be a dream if the Seattle Seahawks didn't pick him up at nine, and the Chicago Bears picked him up at at ten, that would be that would be beautiful. But uh, over to you. Yeah, I think um, you know you you have got a couple of teams like you know you've you've put together that that waiver list earlier um, during our our um, pre Production. pre match notes, um, and you know you've you've done a bloody good job of it. Um, it it. it, it to be honest, I can't see him landing early. I mean, he's not—he's never going to go to the Lions, right? Uh, uh, who are first in waivers? Um, he's going to drop down that list a little bit. Giants <clears throat> and Jets—you know—you got Jets in fifth and Giants in sixth. Um, I can't see him going back to where he started in in the New York Giants. Um, Seahawks, as you said earlier, are they Super Bowl ready and in win now mode? I'm not quite sure that they're gonna they're gonna go that far. Chicago, okay, they're not um Super Bowl ready, but it'd be one hell of a pickup for them uh to have a very, very good um wide receiver in OBJ. Um my New England Patriots at fifteen. People have been touting it on these Patriot forums and and social medias. I, you haven't I got don't got the cap space. I haven't got the cap space. Are they chargers? You could. I don't see him falling as far as that. No. Um, one team he'd be he'd, he'd suit, I think, but he he might struggle to to get like wide receiver one or two spaces. Is all the way down there in in the LA Rams, um, but I don't see him falling as as far as uh, number thirty. No, no, indeed. And I suppose the other aspect is that I could be completely wrong. Maybe a team wants to pick him up, mm. kind of 
groom him, for lack of a better term, for the rest of the season yeah. and hope that he re-signs with them the next season, that he likes it there so yeah. much, he's fit in so yeah. well that he re-signs next season, in which case all bets are off. It could just be top of the list, Detroit Lions. But, yeah, uh, yeah. We, we will find out during the week and no doubt we'll discuss it again uh, next week on, on Two Minute Morning. We shall, we shall. Interesting that, like we said, one of the best wide receivers in the league, currently in the league, that has fallen out of favour in a in a in a very good team that become a good team and built a good team just hasn't had that much and his dad didn't help that but we're not going to go into his dad on the social media rant. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> indeed. He, we'll be he wore out his he wore out his welcome in Cleveland. He did. Shall we say? Yes. Uh, yes. But uh, we are now halfway through the season, and uh, week eight is done and dusted. Let's get an update on our year-long prediction competition. I'm going to have to find my Lombardi. I don't know where I've put it in the uh, the 12-hour the oh. madness yesterday. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So in an untimed down, Matt, will you take us through the scores and standings from last week? I I shall. So um, in our regular uh, competition, we both ended up with six last week. That's the first, I think it's the first time we've had a, a tie all season. Um we well, go into last our... week. We had a tie. We did. We it, did. It, we broke it with the U bet last week. I'm not sure whether we do the same this week. That's right. Um, so yeah, in, like I said, in the U bet, uh, I think your question was more than seven touchdowns in Colts Titans game. There were eight. You said yes. I said no. You've broken the tie so far. Uh, I said Derek Henry, Cooper Cup, and Jamar Chase all scored touchdowns. There was no touchdown for Derrick Henry. However, he, and we'll go into that later, got injured. Both of us said yes, so no points. So the total was uh, seven to six for you. And that takes us to uh, the total, Jez, 84, Matt, 75. Another point edging away. Another point, yeah, 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 absolutely. But there were some big surprises last week, shall we say? Uh, yeah, and yeah. I'm and that's what I'm attributing our low scores to, both down at, at six correct. Yes, um, and also uh, I really shot myself in the foot with the uh, the Dallas Cowboys Minnesota Vikings game uh, <laughs> because I lot I lost that point while having like a conditional answer my answer was cowboys if dak starts mm -hmm. vikings if dak doesn't start and dak didn't yeah. start and they still won anyway so i didn't get that point so yeah i shot myself in the foot yeah. there yeah uh, and i went all out cowboys regardless of the qb situation yeah, yeah. you called that one fair play fair play can't argue with that production so yeah i'm i'm still ahead i'm not fully confident in my lead so more work to do but uh See how we progress in the second half of the season, shall we? Absolutely, and we are we are like you said halfway through now. Um, and week nine in the NFL got started on Thursday night uh, with the Colts, and they uh, played the Jets. It was a forty-five thirty win for the Colts. Crazy game, from what I saw of it. Seen plenty of memes about that game. Um, what do you think of it? Let's put two minutes on the clock. I poor Jets, man. Like I feel, I know you don't feel sorry for them in any way, shape, or form, but the Jets can't catch a break. Mike White came in uh, the previous week uh, and played brilliantly. I think he got over four hundred yards uh, in the game. Uh, was great football from him in the first quarter, but then he went out with with a wrist injury. And that was the end of that. That was so sad to see after he came in and, and really lit up that, that offense. It was looking yeah. like Zach Wilson was going to struggle to get his, his job back for the rest of the season. Um, that said, their third string quarterback, Josh Johnson, who uh, is definitely a journeyman in the NFL and has been to every other spring league and side league that you can think of, he played fairly well, uh, but playing from behind all game really didn't didn't work for him and he just didn't have that same pocket presence 
that White had. White would stay in the pocket and in the face of defenders coming right at him would get the ball out at the last moment and would stand strong. Josh Johnson just really didn't do that. So it's unfortunate that they they had a good start against the Colts, but it all went to pot when yeah. White went out. That's it. So yeah, like you said, poor Jets sitting pretty at number three in the AFC East, AFC East rather, with a two and six record and completely winless on the road so far this season. Uh, where can they improve? Who knows? Um, they're now uh, going to be reliant on Josh Johnson, as you said. Put up decent numbers. Did well. Never heard of the guy, uh, but. Like you said, Journeyman, I think he's played for 13 NFL franchises so far in his career. Uh, Crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, Carson Wentz put up decent numbers, uh, but now the Jets have to do something productive. Yeah, I don't know. Weird, weird, weird. But it's the same old Jets. I don't know if there is an update on on Mike White and whether he's going to lose significant time or not. But uh, Yeah. I, I, I kind of feel sorry for Mike White because he did he did really well in that upset win the week previous. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, well, and, and I will say, I'm surprised you haven't heard of Josh Johnson. But uh, if Always Be, Chat- Always Be Chatting were here, uh, he would tell you that Josh Johnson started his career with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He, he, yeah, uh, was I did see that bit earlier when I when I researched the guy. <laughs> he started with them, and uh, <clears throat> you know that was when the Bucks were doing Bucks oh. things and, and not winning very much. So he struggled when the Bucks with them. Were awful. <laughs> yes. Yep. And end of the last decade. Yes. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. not the end of the last decade. Even longer than that. End of the decade previous. Yeah. 2008, yeah. 9, something like that, I yeah. want to say. I, I'm, and I'm going to interject just before we get started on, on these Sunday afternoon games. And this this weekend is, or this Sunday, is the um, the, the first Sunday in a very, very long time that we've had the most Super Bowl rematches. Oh, really? It is, yes. I think we've got four. Super Bowl rematches and they stretch back all the way to I think there's one rematch that's Super Bowl one. Okay. I think well, it's don't, the Chiefs don't, and the Packers game. Okay, so don't don't say any other ones. Yes. Uh, and uh I'll I'll try and spot them as we <clears throat> as we go through. Yes. Uh, yes. Hmm. This first one could be. This first one could be one of them. Okay. So uh Yes, let's kick off our, our talk of of today. Uh, I can't say with confidence that this is one of those Super Bowl rematches, but our first game on the slate, our first 6pm game, UK time, 1pm Eastern in the States game, is the Las Vegas Raiders at the New York Giants. Two minutes on the clock. What do you think? Yeah, so... Is Derek Carr the next victim to the defensive line of the Giants? Uh, as you might can remember, um, they got Sam Darnold benched two weeks ago and they held Patrick Mahomes to 275 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Can they do the same to a quarterback that is on the fringes of the MVP conversation? Uh, QB Daniel Jones is New York Giants' leading rusher this season with 241 yards um that's slightly crazy um do they not have any running backs anymore or you know completely reliant on dan neil jones um but with this one i really can't see past the raiders um yeah okay crap uh, crap circumstances with car losing one of his uh favorite targets in very selfish circumstances, but yeah, Raiders for me. And I've, I've just had a look through the list quickly, and I'm going to confidently say that this is not one of the Super Bowl matches now. Uh, Raiders have been playing, surprisingly, a lot better without Chucky as their head coach. There's been a blessing in disguise that uh, mm. he outed himself as a massive racist, I suppose, for the, the Raiders. Carr is having a great season. Um, 
he does get knocked around a bit, but on the uh, on the year so far, he's averaging 321 yards per game. He's got 12 touchdowns and has only thrown for five interceptions. He's uh, definitely doing the business that's necessary to, for them to pick up some wins. The Giants are improving, it has to be said, but they're still rebuilding and developing. And the defense played well last week. They held Mahomes to 5.7 yards per attempt. But I, I just don't think Daniel Jones is going to be able to hold his own against that Raiders pass rush and secondary. So uh, I'm going Raiders. Start off with an agreement, eh? Yeah, why, why <laughs> it not? might not last. <laughs> I would like to point out that I did my notes first this week, so Matt knew exactly who I was picking. I so, I did. It out I there. did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, copy paste. Um, however. We move on to the second of our 6 p.m. games, and the Atlanta Falcons travel to the New Orleans Saints. Let's put two minutes on that clock. And the Saints shocked the world last week when they defeated their the Super Bowl champs without their starting quarterback, uh, or even their backup quarterback. <laughs> their third-string quarterback, uh, Trevor Simeon, came in and led them to victory, which was it shocked me for sure it, i was very excited that my bet was going to come through once uh Jameis went down but it was not to be but trevor simmon played super well and when you actually look at his style of play i think it fits the saints a hell of a lot better when you you're looking at somebody who fits that kind of drew Brees mold that they are trying to get out of after his retirement last season so trevor simmon could be the guy over Taysom Hill now that Winston is out for the year. Um, the Falcons are struggling to be consistent on offense, and I don't expect that's going to change with Calvin Ridley out of the lineup. Sounds like he's having some um, mental health issues that's going to keep him out of the game for a while. Uh, we saw in London that Ridley is a big part of Ryan's offense, and without him there, uh, they struggle even further. I expect two things. I expect a big day for Cordell Patterson with the Falcons, and I expect the Saints to annihilate them. Yes, and I'm going out with the, saying the Saints are going to pull off the victory. Uh, but since Tom Brady took over in, in Tampa, he's only ever beaten the uh, Saints on one occasion in four games. Saints did continue their domination over that regular season game between the, um, the two. Uh, and apparently Captain Sidon Philip Rivers is interested in coming out of retirement and uh, helping the Saints, but I think Trevor Simeon is all right. Uh, <laughs> Matt Ryan uh, did put up 146 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions against the Panthers last week in a 13-19 to loss. Um, good going, Matt. Uh, not the Matt Ryan of old, eh? But yeah, Saints win. Why is Captain Sidearm trying to get back in the game? Like, he didn't want to play for the Colts, so why is he trying to get back in the game now to teams that really don't don't need him? I don't understand. Because his high school team that he now coaches, their season has ended. Oh, so he needs bored. something to do in the off-season. Right. <laughs> he's bored. Go right. have more kids. <laughs> he can't have any more. Surely he has to apply for, like, a village licence or something if he has any, any more. He's already got a village licence, surely. <laughs> Jaeger asks, Captain Sidearm, what? Uh, Captain Sidearm is my nickname for uh, former NFL quarterback Philip Rivers because uh, of his throwing motion. Normally when you throw a football, it's up, like, yeah. by the side of your head and out. But Philip Rivers, uh, despite that. being a, a professional NFL quarterback, was, yeah, it was kind of he side, side he did a side swing he, so, he, yeah. he whipped it like that <laughs> and so i've always called him captain sidearm for years since i started watching the nfl yes philip yeah. rivers was it was in the league when i started watching football or was just on the way in anyway 2004 he's, draft yeah that makes sense yeah, something like that yeah he's he's uh he's, he's he's still younger than tom brady that's the worst thing and brady's still going yeah yeah, you wow. can uh, you can combine our ages and uh, probably the ages of everybody in the chat, and uh, they'd still be uh, younger than Tom Brady. That guy's one hundred and four, <laughs> I think, something like that. <laughs> uh, but we'll uh, we'll move on swiftly before I get too slanderous about uh, the goat. 
And we'll move on to the Buffalo Bills at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Nice home game for the Jaguars. Two minutes on the clock. Yeah, yeah a very much needed uh, home game for the Jags. Um, so, yeah, last week uh, you had um, Josh Allen, uh, 28 for 42. So 28 uh, successful uh, throws. Uh, 249 yards, two touchdowns, uh, no interceptions in a 26-11 win against the Dolphins. Uh, it's sitting pretty at the top of AFC East on 5-2. and two. Uh, Looking good for the postseason again this season. Uh, that's my opinion with having a team in the AFC East. Uh, Jags only put up 7 against the Seahawks. Uh, the Russell Wilson, the Seahawks that is. Um, yeah, mm, kind of oh dear for them. Heading for the number one pick again, maybe. Uh, that wouldn't shock me. Um, Bills, Buffalo Bills to win tonight. Yeah, the Bills were back on form against the Dolphins. They've been a bit shaky uh, before the bye uh, that they had. But uh, Allen has spread the ball around. He's kept it himself a little bit and his defense did the business. So the Bills are back to being the Bills once again. On the other side, uh, I'm now fully convinced that Trevor Lawrence is being asked to do too much for that team. There is too much on on mm -hmm. his shoulders in a rebuilding team. Uh, and he's certainly not, not rising to the occasion. Uh, there, there are some quarterbacks that can handle that kind of pressure. It's not seeming that, that Lawrence is, is one of them. Too many turnovers. The defense is allowing too much against the pass, and it forces Lawrence and his offense back onto the field for too long. They may even get the uh, the first overall pick again. I think there's going to be a competition for that first pick. Uh, who can suck the most? Maybe somebody yeah. tanks out, but perhaps it will mean uh, a good offensive lineman for Lawrence for next year. But this year, right now, I say Bills win. Yes. Yeah, back, back to a bit of normality for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, however, the next uh, the next game on our schedule and everybody's schedule should be uh, Cleveland Browns and they travel to the Cincinnati Bengals. Let's uh, put two minutes on that clock. The uh, Ohio Bowl, as I don't know if anybody calls it, but that's what I call it because both of these teams are from Ohio. They are. In case that wasn't obvious. Um, the Bengals were screwed by the refs last week. I'm going out and saying that right now. Uh, they lost against the Jets because uh, not only of that screwing, to be fair, but they also screwed themselves by letting Mike White throw for over 400 yards, as we mentioned. They also let Michael Carter rush for 77 yards. He had an average yard per carry of 5.1 yards, which is more than enough to get, to get victories in the NFL. Um, but the Bengals do have a chance here against uh, the Browns. Uh, wouldn't have said that a few weeks ago, uh, but the Browns are allowing uh, a lot of sacks currently. They've struggled to get the run game going, uh, or at least they did last week. They were fine the week before with uh, AAF favourite Dernis Johnson uh, as the starter. But um, it, it comes together for me this week, despite my my love for the Bengals and the Browns. We'll bounce back and win. Yeah, as you said, um, Bengals lost last week to the New York Jets 34-31, uh, and that has to sting just a little. Uh, Joe Burrow put up three, uh, sorry, 259 yards, and he said 359. Three touchdowns, one interceptions. Uh, the Browns lost 15-10. to uh, That's probably another score for the Scorigami guys. Um, to, to the Steelers, uh, Baker Mayfield put up two, two, five. No touchdowns though. Um, Bengals really do stand a chance, a very good chance of getting the win today. And I'll disagree uh, with this uh, Browns bounce back that you predicting. Um, for me, in this Ohio Bowl as you've now crowned it, Bengals win. I'm sure somebody else has called it that in the past, but it's it's well, not a not a name that gets thrown about a lot. Even though not, these these guys play yeah. each other twice a year, yeah, they do. They're in the yeah. same division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, I haven't spotted any of these Super Bowl rematches up until this point, 
But this is definitely a Super Bowl rematch as we head into the New England Patriots at the Carolina Panthers. I remember watching this Super Bowl. It was my first Super Bowl. So this is definitely a uh, Super Bowl rematch. So that's that's two. You already gave gave me the uh, the Packers and the Chiefs game. That was one. I did. This is the second. It is. Patriots of Panthers. So I'm on the lookout for two more. I'm going to nail it. I'm telling you now I'm going <laughs> to nail it. But with two minutes on the clock, let's talk about this edition of Patriots at Panthers. Yeah, so last week I really did start to believe in my Patriots. So much so that beating the Chargers, uh, it was fantastic. Uh, Mac Jones looked comfortable. Uh, those training wheels, like I've spoken about before, are well and truly off. Uh, the defensive line were so much better. Uh, and as we all know, defense wins championships, right? Um, but I'm not going to go that far yet because uh, it's I don't see it happening this year. Um, Panthers' defense aren't going to be anywhere near as good as the Chargers' D-line, in my opinion. Um, and yeah, definitely good things come to those who wait. And the good times are starting to roll uh, with two wins in the last two weeks. Long may it continue. New England Patriots to win the Super Bowl rematch. Okay, I, I can kind of understand your belief in the Patriots. They're the team you support. Um, but I'm going to be down on myself a little bit and say that I am I feel like I've been guilty of believing in the Panthers for far too long this season. And uh, despite the win last week, I've, 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 I'm done now. I've lost that belief. And I, I don't see much hope for them against a Patriots team that uh, has got a lot to prove and has been doing fairly well in the last few weeks, uh, especially on defence. Um, the Panthers' defence are doing their best to bail out their offence, though. They're tied for fourth in the NFL with uh, sacks at 21. They're eighth in the league for pressure, and last week they held Matt Ryan to 146 yards and two interceptions. Very nice, too. Uh, the Patriots' O-line is doing a very good job as well, protecting Mac Jones, and he's filling the role that... I know I designated for him in the draft of just sitting back there and getting getting the job done as a pocket passer. Impressive against the Chargers. It'll be impressive again this week. Patriots win. Yes. Much belief. <laughs> Don't be too smug about it, you know. Oh no, it, it was it. Yeah. You know, dynasty. It was, Not yet. It it was squeaky bum time towards the end of that fourth quarter. Though. So um, there we are. However, we move on. And it seems like a good one, right? Uh, where you've got the Denver Broncos and they travel to uh, Jerry World, right? And they go to play the Dallas Cowboys. This is one, isn't it? Hang on. Let me look again. Before I put two minutes on the clock, I just need to re reevaluate. <laughs> uh, no, no. no. The Broncos ever been in no. the Super Bowl? <laughs> yes, they have. Yeah, this is, this is one of them. I'm saying it. This is one of them. Broncos at Cowboys, am I right? I'll have to check. I will have to check. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this I'll, is one of them. So this is, I'll this check is my while, list. I'll check whilst you chat. Okay, go for it. There's two minutes that I will kick off the conversation with then. Um, and as we, we alluded to earlier, no Dak meant no problem for the Cowboys. Um, strangely, Cooper Rush, who we'd never heard of until last week, can clearly hold the Cowboys together a, a lot better without their star than Andy Dalton could last season when they really did not do anything in the 2020 NFL season. Uh, whoever starts at QB tonight, uh, I think that the Broncos' passing defense might give them uh, a little more trouble than the Vikings did, especially Patrick Sertain, who is living up to everything that uh, we discussed about him in our, our pre-draft discussions earlier this year. Uh, the only thing I don't really get, and this is news we didn't have time for, I don't understand the logic of the Broncos trading away Von Miller, and that gap in the rush defense might just be the difference in this game amongst others this season. So I am going Cowboys. Yes, you were correct. Uh, the Cowboys defeated the Broncos 27-10 to win their second Super Bowl in 1978. 
Three for um, three. Three for three. I know three. the other one. I know the other one. So we're, we're, <laughs> I'm home. I'm home free. Home free. Uh, yeah, but Cowboys keep rolling, um, and this year is definitely no repeat of when Dak goes. They falter. Uh, Cooper Rush surprised a lot of people, including myself, uh, by pulling the Cowboys to the win last week. Uh, Broncos uh, did win their match 17-10 against the Washington football team. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, 213 yards, one touchdown. I think he's going to really struggle, though, against the Cowboys defense, who've looked pretty... Yeah, all right, I'll say not pretty well, but fairly decent this year. Damn good. Um, Yes, uh, yeah, Cowboys definitely for me en route to the postseason. Yeah, shoe in for the postseason. Shoe in. Some things would have to go very wrong for them to not make the playoffs. Oh, massively, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. If like if Cooper Rush went down and they they lose like other big name stars, but yeah, I think they're pretty home home and dry almost. And I don't know if we have an update about who. Who is actually starting for the Cowboys this week? It was another game game time decision. It um, is, yes. We yeah. are approaching game time, so maybe we'll maybe that news yeah. is breaking now as we uh, we are chatting. I'll have a little look uh, yes, in a moment. Yeah. Uh, sports says Rooster Beast. Welcome, Rooster Beast. Hope your Sunday is hey. going, going very well. Uh, we move on to uh, a game that is not a Super Bowl rematch. There's one left, and we're going to be waiting for it. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings uh, travel to the Baltimore Ravens for uh, what I'm calling another bowl game, the Purple Bowl. The Purple Bowl. Hey. Two minutes on the clock. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, Baltimore Ravens are fresh off their bye week. Vikings fresh off a loss. Um, this is certainly going to be an interesting matchup. The Ravens have the better O line, in my opinion, and the Vikings have slightly the better defensive. But that's all opinion, and that definitely counts for naught when that ball gets kicked off. Uh, interesting to see how the Ravens perform after having that, you know, the the week off. Thankfully, none of their superstars were stupid. Uh, nothing reported in any media. Let's just hope Lamar Jackson continues to be Lamar Jackson and put up big numbers. Um, Ravens for me, because it's the smart choice. Yeah, it does seem to be the uh, the unanimous choice among, amongst pundits. Nobody's really giving the Vikings a chance. And it's probably because their momentum came to a screeching halt last mm. week against uh, the, the quarterback we've discussed in Cooper Rush, an unknown QB and an offense that just could not get going um cousins had has had good numbers overall on the season but it just seems he's not getting it done against the the nfl's top defenses um the ravens will look to shut down uh justin jefferson in the same way that trevon diggs did last week but i don't know that the rest of the secondary can pick up the slack with the rest of the vikings receiving core uh it should be a good close game but i i would give the ravens uh, the slight edge. I don't think it's quite as one-sided as everybody is saying. I'm going Baltimore Ravens for the victory. Yeah? Um, yes, I will use yeah. my last eight seconds to say that Dak Prescott is starting for the Cowboys. Oh, there we are then. News just in. <laughs> he is back from injury. Yes. Well, yeah. It, it is Good. really, really fresh news because the, the most... Uh, recent tweet I could find for it that actually confirmed it was four minutes ago. So it is real breaking news here on Two Minute. It is real, real, real breaking news. Yeah, there we are. Dak Prescott is back in the frame for the Cowboys. It's nice knowing you, Cooper Rush, get back on the bench. Yes, although you did a stellar job. There we are. (laughs) Um, However, we are going to talk the last of the 6pm games. And you've got the Houston Texans travelling to Miami to play the Dolphins. Let's put two minutes up on that clock. This isn't going to be a fun game to watch. Let's let's be honest. Let's get that out there straight away. Um, the only interesting story here really is that these teams were the two kind of discussions uh, when we were talking about whether Deshaun Watson was going to be traded. 
Miami was a candidate, and it did seem that uh, Tua Tagovailoa would have fit quite nicely into that Texans uh, offense if they'd have done done that as a direct trade with some other goodies, I'm sure. But it didn't happen, and I'm sure as a result, both both teams have got a bitter taste in their mouth, lingering. Um, maybe, maybe we get a shootout from this because neither team can defend the pass, and both of the the quarterbacks are fine in in Davis Mills and Tua Tagovailoa. So it might come down to who scores the last touchdown in a shootout between two terrible, terrible teams. I would say that's the Dolphins, but I wouldn't be shocked if it went the other way either. Yeah, so Dolphins are bottom of the AFC East currently on a 1-7 and seven record. Uh, that's even worse than the Jags. Um, they kind of seem to be, you know, tanking, almost tanking for that number one, although the Lions are worse off thinking about it. Um, yeah, as you said, it's going to be a bit of a scrappy game for both teams. Um, and I, none of them really offer a huge amount on either side of the ball. Uh, a shootout, as you as you called, indeed, uh, but a low scoring and a boring one. Um Maybe one of the Scorigami guys will get it on their, you know, Scorigami socials. Um, you love that Scorigami thing, don't you? I do. It's fantastic. For me, it's the Texans, though. Okay. It's nice to differ. Yeah. As I said, it could, it could go either way. Uh, it's yes. going to be a battle for who sucks the least rather than who is the best, yeah. I, would, I yeah. would suggest. Yes. Right. Yeah. So we move from the uh, the 6 p.m. and it's back to my favourite time of the day because we get to call it the uh, 9 p.m. ish games again <laughs> because stateside their clocks have gone back to <laughs> caught up at, at last uh, and we're kicking off with the Chargers and they travel to the Eagles. Let's put two minutes up on that clock. And you'll you'll note I gave you two introductions in a row because I knew you'd have wanted to do the uh, the nine pm ish announcement. I love so, it. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, now, last week the Eagles were finally, finally, finally able to get that running game going. I'd been calling for it for a few weeks, and it just wasn't just wasn't happening. Uh, as they embarrassed, flat out embarrassed the Lions last week. Uh, between their rushing attack, they got two hundred and thirty six yards and four touchdowns on the ground. That running game could lead the Eagles to victory again this week, potentially. The Chargers allow the most yards per carry in the NFL at 5.1 and are the worst for yards per game allowed with 159.4. So an, an opportunity for the Eagles if they stick with what brought them here from last week. That said, after the Patriots game, the Chargers will be out for blood and Justin Herbert will be looking to return to his early season form rather than whatever that was last week and the week before. So I'm going Chargers. Yeah, so um, like you said, uh, Chargers lost last week and the Eagles, as you quite rightly said, absolutely battered the poor Lions. 44-6. to six. Um, That was expected, right? Um Chargers definitely must look to put last week to one side and the Eagles must look to continue their form. Uh, the Chargers are beatable, as I rightly said last week, uh, but they are much better than the Lions. Chargers are going to run wild. I really do think they're going to run wild tonight. Uh, or, yeah, tonight. I was going to say tomorrow morning, but it's tonight. It's 9pm-ish. Uh, on the Eagles, and I'm gonna agree, Chargers win. Okay, yeah, gonna be a corker though. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping the Eagles actually continue to build on what they've been doing all year. They get better and better every week, so hopefully, this will be a, a competitive game. Uh, we shall see. Uh, we move on to uh, the the Super Bowl rematch that you, that you that you gave me at the beginning from uh, Super Bowl one. The Green Bay Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Intriguing game for reasons previously discussed. Here's two minutes on the clock. 
Yes, and it does start with, oh dear, Roger's out. Um, but in Jordan Love, I have faith. And I feel that he's definitely the future in Green Bay. Um, now, he against uh, a very mediocre Chiefs side um, that I haven't really, uh, you know, that it just seems odd where they are. Uh, they really haven't got started at all this season. Um, I see the Chiefs as they should be. A one-hit wonder and a dynasty that never even got started. Um, yeah, they seem lost. Green Bay should absolutely uh, dash all hopes of postseason for Kansas tonight. And I think that Jordan Love will himself uh, and show everybody he has what it takes. Green Bay for the win. Fair enough. I'm agreeing with you, uh, Green Bay Packers, uh, for the win. But that, that isn't the common the common opinion amongst NFL pundits, actually. Lots of people are, are thinking that with Aaron Rodgers out, uh, that spells disaster for the Packers. But I think that the Packers' defence uh, is a lot better than the Giants' defence. Mm -hmm. uh, and I bring that up because the, the Giants almost beat the Chiefs uh, on Monday night. Um, the Packers' defence have much more experience in shutting down very good offences, as they did with the Cardinals last week. And with Mahomes still not back on top form, I, I don't see him really getting back in the groove against this Packers defence. Jordan Love, as we said, gets his, his first start, while Aaron Rodgers mm -hmm. is busy arranging anti-vax rallies or whatever he's doing now. Um, can he slot into that offence and do well? I think he can. Because Rogers is not as good as everyone says, and Devante Adams is is still a thing. So, Packers. That's that one sorted. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see Jordan Love actually get a chance, uh, and and long may it continue. Um, but we had that opinion on Aaron Rodgers at the top. Uh, we do move on now. And the Cardinals travel to the 49ers. Yeah. Um, I, think they, I think this is the second time this season already, isn't it? I think they're getting yes. this out of the way quite early. Um, the 49ers played exactly as I predicted that they would against the Bears last week. Um, Jimmy G especially. Um, they exploited a Bears defense that looked like it really just couldn't be asked to football, if, if we're being frank about it. They just were not present in the game uh, the Cardinals held the uh, almighty king of the anti-vaxxers to 184 yards last week uh, so you can expect for sure Garoppolo to struggle against them too not not too much kind of ambiguity in this for me I think it's a Cardinals victory yeah as you said uh, San Fran won last week uh, when I did say that they would but hoped they wouldn't uh, Jimmy G Looked fairly decent, um, but it was the uh, Bears' uh, defensive line that you know he played against, and this Cardinals' D line is much better than them. Cardinals have surprised me slightly this uh, season with how well they've played and how many wins they seem to keep racking up. Although um, you know picking up that unexpected loss, um, sitting very pretty. Um, with with uh, how many wins they they have racked up, like I said, it's it's kind of hard to look past the Cardinals from making it go a long way. Um, I mean, preseason and going into the regular season, I didn't give them a hope in hell. Um, but it's yeah, come together. Cardinals, it's come together for them. Oh, absolutely. Massively for them. Um, the 49ers are just going to be no match. And sorry if I've got any 49ers fans listening in, but Cardinals win. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't look at the Bears game last week as, as an example of the 49ers playing well. I would look at that no. as an example of the 49ers exploiting a, a worse team in the Chicago Bears, yes, yeah, unfortunately. Yes, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Didn't have to, you didn't have to agree quite so so readily then, Matt, to be honest. <laughs> I can't really complain at the moment. I'm riding a little bit of a nice wave with the Pats. Yeah, 
Yeah, and that's all we're going to say about that <laughs> as we move out of the 9pm-ish games uh, to Sunday night football. And this is the final uh, Super Bowl rematch game. This is the fourth of the four as the Tennessee Titans uh, travel to... Well, then they travelled to the St. Louis Rams, but now they will travel to Los Angeles to face the Rams. Two minutes on the clock. Let's go. Yeah, so I'm I'm slightly gutted for Derek Henry, um, with the with the season ending injury, um, but the Titans must uh, move on and focus on spreading the ball instead of relying on the run. Uh, Rams are another team that have surprised me a little this year, and look um, a real contender to get to the big game in February, um, but they will need to focus on picking up wins when they need to, and wins when they're not expected to. Um, They have the Packers, Cardinals, and Seahawks all to come still this season, so definitely no cakewalk. Um, They've also got the Ravens, so it's a a tough run-in towards the postseason for them. Um, But for me, uh, yeah, I can't see past the Rams tonight, so yeah, Rams win. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm with you. Rams victory all the way. But this is a, a nice little game for a prime time. I think this is a, a very well-suited game for Sunday Night Football. It's a shame, as you say, that uh, Derek Henry is done for at least the regular season mm-hmm. with a, a foot injury. Um, it's kind of their own fault that they are, are, are going to struggle on the run, though, because they have totally relied on Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. I think the uh, the backup to Derrick Henry has only had seven carries so far this year. And at week nine, giving your backup only seven carries in, in games is no way to win. So if they suffer, it's on them. On the other side, uh, Stafford continues to play stellar football. He's now at 22 touchdowns and four interceptions on the year. We've thrown his stats out before, but his yards uh, per attempt or yards per game, rather, is now at 309.6. Cooper Cup is reaping the benefits of that. He will do today. I think McVeigh and co. have probably found the answer to that Titans D, and the Rams win. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just before we move on, mm-hmm. um, are you are you surprised that either the, the Rams or the um, Cardinals are where, they, where they're sitting this year compared to where they were a little bit... I know the Rams kind of were in and around, weren't they, last year? I'm not surprised about the Cardinals. In fact, I called that, that, that Kyler yeah. Murray was improving year on year and yes. the, yeah. the team would rally behind him and they had a, a great defence. So I called that one. Uh, the Rams, I think, could have gone either way uh, and we were waiting for the answer as to whether it was Matt Stafford's fault yeah. that the Lions were so terrible for the last 20 years or whether it was just the Lions being the Lions and, and Matt Stafford is better than was advertised. I'm not yeah. shocked to see that it was it's the Lions and that Matt Stafford is is lighting it up in Los Angeles. Um, I also don't rate Jared Goff and think that he was holding back the Rams last year. So I'm yeah. not massively surprised. Uh, I'm excited to see it. I think having two excellent teams in the same division really makes for interesting football come the yes. end of the season and moving into the playoffs. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, good question. Uh, not not quite as surprised as, as others might be. Yeah, yeah. However, we do move on. and We're finished with Sunday, Sunday football uh, into early hours Monday. And we move on to Monday night football over in the States and early Tuesday a.m. football for us. And... Um, I'm not too sure if you'll stay up for this one. Uh, nope. It's your Chicago not, Bears. Not and even they travel it. to Pittsburgh. <laughs> Never going to happen. Steelers. Bears, Steelers. Let's let's put two minutes on that clock. No, I will be soundly and uh, unapologetically asleep when this game is happening. I, I will turn off my, my, my phone and, and any communication for the next morning so I can watch it unspoiled, but... No, no way am I staying up. Uh, anyway, three straight wins uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Their defense did what it needed to take care of a very good Browns team last week. TJ Watt was a standout with uh, one and a half sacks, three hits of the QB uh, that weren't sacks, and he also recovered a fumble. Uh, 
pressure, especially on the QB, is not something that the Bears have handled very well this season. There's no offensive line to speak of in Chicago, and Fields is uh, holding on to the ball far too long in the pocket. He's doing doing many other good things, but he's holding on too much to the ball in the pocket. With injuries, the Bears' uh, rushing defense is not as it was in the earlier part of the season either, so struggling now on both sides of the ball, and the G. Harris uh, should pick up good yards on the ground. It's a Steelers' victory, as much as it pains me. Yeah, so like you said, Steelers are doing Steeler things, um, picking up wins when nobody really expects it. Um, tonight will be a little bit of a different game altogether. I feel that maybe, just maybe, there could be an upset on the cards. Um, all right, the Chicago Bears have three straight losses, but tonight I can feel a slight turnaround in fortunes with a little bit of faith in Justin Fields, um, who hasn't been that bad, really, in all honesty. Um just needs a bit more rallying around and a bit more confidence in a rookie. Um, yeah, do you know something? I'm going all out, and I'm backing your Chicago Bears for the upset this week. So, yeah, Bears win. Fair enough. Whenever you pick the Bears, they tend to lose, so it, <laughs> it doesn't inspire my confidence any any further, to be honest. But... Like, I, like I did with Duff and the Giants last week, and that came true too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're yeah. trying to get in as many uh, song titles or s- song references into that that two minutes. Then you had you had a, you had faith. You had uh, I can feel it coming in the air tonight. You know you would you would throw them all out there. I was on on a on a on a Lion King musical tour, was I? <laughs> <laughs> it seemed that way. Yeah. 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 Halfway there. On that note, let's move on to uh, to you bet. Uh, terrible music puns aside uh, and we'll get going with our our final segment of the show okay this is you bet this is where we take uh, betting propositions from various betting websites uh, and we will declare whether we think they will happen or whether they will not to add to our prediction competition scores. My bet, first of all, this week uh, is from the Packers-Chiefs game and the proposition is, will uh, the other Aaron there, Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams both score a touchdown? Oh, do you know? Um, simple, simple, simple question to kind of get my head around, which is which is nice. Um, Aaron Jones and Devante Adams both to score a touchdown. Yes. Okay. Why not? Uh, well, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Jones would need to get it done on the ground. I think they're going to have mm-hmm. to rely on their ground game a little bit. Uh, with Jordan Love under centre. So, yeah, I would say that's going to happen. There's this weird kind of phenomenon that when a backup QB starts, the number one receiver is left out in the cold and the backup finds his own number one receiver. So I think there will be touchdowns spread around by by Jordan Love, but I don't think one of them goes to Devontae Adams, (laughs) controversially. So I'm saying no. He'd be disgruntled if he doesn't get anything thrown his way. Uh, he's disgruntled anyway. He plays for the Packers. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be slightly disgruntled to go all the way to Green Bay, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Okay, so that one's settled. Uh, and I'm going to throw out a complex a complex bet now. Oh, great. Um, yeah. Because that's that's what I do. You can um, find the result I, of this then. That's that's your I, I will I, I promise you I'll find it. Um after all the, all these games happen. So my bet and it is a live bet out there on on uh, a, a betting website. And it comes from uh eight games um that all kick off at six PM. Uh the question is will there be over forty seven touchdowns combined? Uh, across the said eight matches, that's equal to 
uh, six touchdowns-ish in each game, or uh, the equivalent of 282 points plus combined. Uh, any more maths for a Sunday? Well, I do appreciate you doing the maths for me because I, I saw this one when I was looking for my U bet uh, and I and I left it there so because yeah. I didn't want to I didn't want to work it out afterwards. Um, <laughs> I think that's too many, especially considering some of these these matchups that we're getting. We might get a few low scoring ones, so uh, it's a very easy and uh, obvious no for me. No, it's not going to happen. And I'm going to agree. No. I, I think there's like you said the matchups um at the six pm slots too many that are going to be low scoring um I even think like the you know the the Panthers Patriots game is going to be quite low scoring mm. you've got others that are sitting those slots that I can't see over forty seven touchdowns in eight games um yeah so yeah easy easy no and I'm not I'm not taking the six. Six to one, but bet on that one. <laughs> I mean, that's not even the greatest odds for something that seems no, very it's, obviously it's not likely to pants happen. Odds, that is. Yeah. yeah, absolute pants yeah. odds. Give me better odds. I might take a punt on it, but six to one. Absolutely. No, it's not good enough. Just I mean, if they'd have stuck like 20 to one on it, and I might have gone for it, but yeah. six to one, there's no point. Yeah, five are on 20 to one. I'd have given that a punt, but they're not getting Absolutely. my money now. They're not getting no. my money now. They no, have erred. No. Yes. Uh, but uh, you have not erred. Uh, in I've that not erred. Uh, you have, not you, the listener, the listener, the viewer, <laughs> those joining us have not erred for joining us here on Two Minute Warning. But that is our show. Uh, we come to a conclusion. Uh, we are just past uh, the hour leading into uh, the NFL games. The next hour will give you NFL action at 6 p.m. Uh, Wolfington's in. Nova's in. Been lurking about there. Thank you very much for joining us. And thank you to everyone that has joined us. Uh, If you would like to listen to this podcast again, uh, or if you are just joining in late and you're like, damn, I missed it, uh, you can head over to anchor.fm slash two dash minute dash warning. The show will be up there very, very, uh, very shortly. And uh, we'll be back next week for week 10 in the NFL yes really moving through this season at, at quite a pace yes big uh, big week for me and you next week but we'll we'll go into that next week yeah I'm not, I'm not concerned about that yet I've got a game to lose before then Matthew <laughs> absolutely uh, so I've been Jez that has been Matt and as always it is now time to say goodbye Matt goodbye Matt <laughs>